All right, this week on One More Pass, we just talk about the Super Bowl. The big game. The big game. Oh, sorry. We're going to get sued. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. Oh, is that Goodell at the front door? We just talked about the big game. We talked about Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes getting shut down, zero touchdowns. And then we have a couple of great pod dammits. We kind of go off on the uh, the people uh, just hacking up halftime shows, which is uh, very funny. Rob, you ready to go? I am ready. It's much as it saddens me to talk about the last game of the season, but yeah, let's do it. Now it's on to hockey and Premier League soccer. Joe, you ready to go? Uh, yes. Hey, just think Mel Kuyper is going to be on ESPN like every hour now talking about the fucking draft. So we've got that to look forward to. I, I, I will say I'm, <laughs> I've probably looked at 20 mock drafts. <laughs> really? I, I am guilty. I'm very excited, but it is true. Yeah. Okay. Quick question. Uh, like how many pounds do you think Top Rich Shea is going to gain in his face over the next month? Oh my. <laughs> Last year, he looked terrible. This year, I'm assuming he's just going to look even worse, but sorry. That, yeah. was, that was mean. All right. One more pass. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the One More Pass podcast. You can follow us at One More Pass on Instagram, at One More Pass on Twitter. We have no emails this week. I promise I looked at the email this time. No emails, but our email is onemorepasspod at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, it's been quite the week. We're all pretty bummed the uh, football season is over. The Super Bowl was kind of left just being like, oh, that happened. We didn't expect that to happen, but it happened. It really wasn't a great game, but uh, Tom Brady, goat. But before we get into that, Joey, how was your past week, man? Did you play anywhere with Scotty? Uh, no. No? Nope. Um, we texted a bit on Sunday as, you know, he's a massive Patriots fan, which is one of his worst qualities. And uh, <laughs> so he has, he's still a Patriots fan, but, you know, he was he was definitely pulling for Brady. So it was, uh, at the beginning of this year, at this season, I, I was teasing him about, hey, it's time to welcome to the 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 life of a regular NFL fan because for your entire life you've seen you know nothing but winning Super Bowls and and playing an AFC championship game. Wait, first off, how is he a Patriots fan when he lives in North Carolina? That's a good question. So his dad is from around Boston. Oh, uh, Boston? Around there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So um Oh, oh dude, do you want to be it? Want some uh, and I know we're talking about the super I got a I got a quick a quick road story. Oh, okay. Haven't, we yeah, haven't, yeah. haven't done one of those in a while. I'm sure this is gonna drive the the mail traffic the email traffic. Um, we've made a few bets on, on Broncos Patriots over the years and uh, stop. I know I'm getting older. Stop me if I've, I said this before. I don't, I don't think I have, but whatever year I would make a bet that Denver would beat the Patriots, we would, the Patriots would win. And then the next year I wouldn't do it. And the Broncos would win. Okay, oh, so wow. was, and then I would build my confidence and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this bet and I'm going to win. First time I made the bet and I lost, uh, the bet was you had to wear a, uh, a jersey, uh, either a Brady jersey or he would have had to wear uh, a Manning or Broncos jersey. And you had to tweet or put on Instagram, greatest quarterback to ever play. Oh, wow. Uh, which, you know, he's got a few more followers than I do. Probably would, probably <laughs> right? would have heard a little more for him. So I had to do it. My brother texted me. He's like, are you kidding me right now? And I'm like, dude, I showed too much faith in our team. Had to do it one time. We played a pre-Super Bowl Patriots rally. Had to put on a, a Brady jersey and Scotty announced that like my drummer's a Broncos fan. It was pretty rough. 
But the roughest was House of Blues in Boston. You guys played it. Yep. Right yeah. there by Fenway. Yep. Uh, Old Lansdowne. Yeah. I had lost a bet again. And I kind of thought he had forgotten about it. The, season, the playoffs were going, but the Broncos were out of it. Right before we go on stage, he opens his bag and he pulls out a Brady jersey. He <laughs> <laughs> goes, tonight's the night. <laughs> and I go, That's good. I'm like, you got to be, you could, come on, man. Like there's, there's you know, 1,500 people out here, 2,000 people. Yeah. So he said, at some point during the show, I'm going to make you put it on. So we play our set. He hasn't brought it up. I'm thinking, oh, it's a fun show. He, he's, he's not going to remember. We go to the side to do the, to do the encore and we're not going back out. And he comes back around to my side and he's like, or no, sorry, we go back out and I'm for the encore. And I'm like, he doesn't, he doesn't remember. He's talking to the crowd. He's like, is everybody excited? I think it was the week before the Super Bowl. And he said, so uh, a drummer here is a Broncos fan. And I'm like, he remembered. <laughs> I don't know if you've been booed by a couple thousand people. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty rough, man. I don't like, think I have. Yeah, it was, no. was kind of sad. <laughs> and he told, told me about the bet and then he maybe put the Brady jersey on and I had to play the last song with the Brady jersey on. And <laughs> oh, it, like it's, so I, I haven't bet since then. <laughs> and Denver won this year. They beat the Patriots. So They did. They did, yeah. Um, so that, that was just a story uh, about how he's a Patriots fan and how my, my I put my love of my team. Uh, it hurt me emotionally. That House of Blues is one of the bigger ones. Yeah. Yeah, it holds like 2,000. Like, I mean, it's a pretty big club. So- uh, did the fans cheer whenever you put the jersey on? Oh yeah, they went. Okay. They went nuts. So they booed, and then yeah, they, they booed cheered. about being so like you left on a high note. Yeah, but it was a weird. It was a weird high note. It was a very. It was a very weird high note. And they and then he started chanting. I think he got him chanting "goat" or something like that. And this was like two Super Bowl wins ago too. Right. So yeah. Anyway, he's still going. Yeah. So that was my week. Yeah, Rob, how was your week, man? Uh, it was good. I was uh. Enjoyed the game. It was a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. You know, um, Brad and I were texting, but he didn't, we don't really talk about sports much. He just usually hits me up for financial advice. So <laughs> I don't have any fun Joey, you know, Scotty stories to inf- inflavor our audience with, but the- he asked you about a uh, financial <laughs> advice for Peytonville. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's looking to get into, uh, um, backing, a uh, development there. And, you know, he knows, I know a little bit about real estate. So, um, <laughs> just trying to help him out. Help a brother out. Yeah. So, so I know Paisley shows this past week. No, no, nothing on the books. Uh, we're still set to do like production rehearsals. I think in April. Nice. So, cool. And then I looked at master tour last night and you know, there's fingers crossed. There's like shows and I think there's like, I think it wasn't on master tour, but I think we're supposed to do Houston rodeo in May. I think they've pushed it up to May. Mm-hmm. Then there's like a few summer shows and then there's a, and then the fall kind of, it, it's kind of back heavy on the fall stuff that I think that they're hoping that happens. So yeah. Yeah, man, fingers crossed, you know, so just still homebound. Wasn't the, the Houston radio rodeo was, wasn't that like the weekend? I seem to remember that being one of the last big things they did before the shutdown. Uh, it was like, the yeah, San even, Antonio rodeo. Oh, okay. Well, or, yeah. No, or the, Houston too. The, yeah. San Antonio happened because we did it. Um, Same. And then, but, but Houston, we just played the afternoon show. Yeah. Uh, we were the matinee. Yeah. Houston rodeo. We know. <laughs> I think Brad always plays towards the end. So I think it was like end of March. So maybe so, they did like, isn't it multiple weekends? It's maybe the they whole did, month. It's a whole yeah. month of March. So they did and they, some. And they have and somebody they every night generally, I think. Mm-hmm. And then like the bigger people, like I think George Strait is like the one that always ends it. He's always like the last guy. And Brad's always like towards the end, like close to when George plays. So yeah. So yeah, that, uh, 
that went away. That was when we thought, oh, okay, cool. So we just got an unexpected month off. We'll just pick this up in May. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, that twenty twenty two. Yeah, because there was a thing that hopped up on, or I mean, a, a time hop that popped up on my Facebook page, and we did the San Antonio rodeo uh, today last year. So, like, so one year ago, like we played that show, and uh, like every single time I think about the San Antonio rodeo, like I always think about the Spurs because it's an AT and T center, and the poor Spurs, since the rodeo goes on for an entire month, they have an entire month long road trip. Oh, that's oh, right, that's, uh, like yeah. in the NBA. So, like, they're not allowed to play in the uh, in like the arena they uh, they uh, play in because you know the rodeo is there with all the dirt, and they can't really move all that oh, God, just for I, one basketball that, game. That that rodeo is. I mean, I don't mean it like it's the worst, but just the navigating, yeah, the bull poo and the pee and the stuff on the grounds. And Houston's so much better because you literally just that. Other than getting about fifty thousand steps in, yeah, you don't ever have to go out or go in near anywhere the animals are. So for sure, I look for and oh, and the man, the the catering and the backstage, you know, rooms are always stocked with all kinds of great goodies. So hopefully, it happens. I like that rodeo. Sweet. Hopefully there's a bunch of tall boys of Lone Star beer yeah. there for you. So that'd be great. And uh, yeah, we were off with Michael, uh, like always. The Tampa Bay Bucks won, and he's a big Bucks fan since he's from that part of Florida. So I'm sure he's really happy about Tom Brady. Pretty much it. Do y'all want to get into talking about the shocking Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. So we had the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And I just want to let y'all know, I was the only one that predicted the Bucks to win. Granted, I did not expect uh, the throttling that occurred because I just figured that the Bucks would win only maybe by a point or maybe by a field goal. You know, something happening late in the game. But gosh, like if you would have told us that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs wouldn't score one touchdown and every single one of their points would have been field goals, I think, you know, like you would have called us absolutely insane. But Tom Brady, seventh Super Bowl. He's been to 10 of them, 70%. That is Unreal. So, uh, Joey, your first takeaways from the game. I mean, that, yeah, it was just wild. Well, not to bring you down from your upset pick, feeling good about that, but Rob, didn't Kyle pick Washington football team to beat Tampa? Yes. Okay. He did. I did. Yeah. So you kind of go, you're, you're always angling for an upset. Exactly. Which yeah. I like. Which yeah. I like. We got to have, we got to have something different. Dude, you just have to pick the dogs, man. Come on. My biggest takeaway from the game is, uh, and I always Winfield, the corner for uh, for Tampa. That was awesome at the end of the game. Dude, him, when it happened, first of all, Tyree Kill is a piece of shit. Oh yeah, I, totally. I, I will go on record as saying that. Like I, I'm not a huge fan of Mahomes. I'm not a fan of Kelsey. I, I, I strongly dislike Tyree Kill. And you could argue that the dude, the dude shouldn't even be in the league. Like the guy's a piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, He's just really fast. He's incredible. Yeah. And the, I didn't realize the signal. I actually had to rewind it. Um, My neighbor that I was watching the game with said, he's like, dude, he, he, that was tired. For some reason, I didn't realize the significance of the The peace sign sign in his face. (laughs) And when I did, I rewound it and it made me, cause you know, Tyreek Hill's a piece of shit. He's also a total asshole on the field, whether it's, you know, turning around and he's such a, a gloater and a mocker and it just couldn't have happened to a worse guy. Yeah. Like, like that was, that that it made me so happy. And it, I, don't, I don't think I've heard one person try to 
stick up for Tyreek Hill or right. try to say like, that was out of line. That wasn't called for. That was just freaking awesome. Actually, and like only Chiefs fans. Right. Just like, oh man, that's not good. But because, because what? Like he did a backflip, like whenever the Bucks played the Chiefs. Yeah. During the regular season and he did a backflip in the end zone and, and I did the peace sign. Oh, but that's fine. But yeah, you he, know. Yeah. Yeah. He had a heavy, heavy dose of his own medicine. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pour one out for Mike Remmers who was playing left tackle to be fair to him. He was, he was picked up later in the season as kind of an emergency backup. And mm-hmm. then they lost uh, uh, Fisher. Fisher with a torn Achilles. I don't know if you knew this and I'm not trying to bring up painful Panthers memory, Kyle, but Super Bowl 55 years ago, yeah. Mike Remmers was the starting right tackle. So every sack, including two strip sacks that Von Miller had was him destroying Mike Remmers. Yeah. Did I send you guys the side-by-side of Remmers? It's Shaq Barrett and Von Miller, five years apart. No. Shaq Barrett, who used to be a Bronco and learned a lot from Miller. And it's basically both of them destroying yeah. <laughs> Mike Remmers five years apart. I mean, that was any other quarterback in the league. You put a, uh, you put a, geez, a Joe Flacco or even great quarterbacks. You put a breeze. I mean, there, there would have been Drew Locke. There would have been probably 10 sacks in that game. Patrick yeah. Mahomes was running backwards for his for, life for, game, for his much. life even though it didn't it wasn't caught the throw that Mahomes made as he was parallel to the ground yeah <laughs> yeah that was that was unbelievable he's the one he's neo man he's out, there, <laughs> he's out there dodging bullets man it was it was crazy it was incredible and then he he was he did everything he possibly could do to try to make things happen and it it didn't, which I was absolutely thrilled with. Uh, Todd Bowles, he sh- I, honestly, I think he should be a head coach. I think there are some teams in the NFL that are probably going like, ooh, I wish we would have waited yeah. a little bit longer, try to hire uh, Todd Bowles. What a huge, amazing coaching performance by, by the, their entire coaching staff. So even though you know, it wasn't a great game, uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I wanted the Chiefs to lose so bad. Yeah. Um, Eerily similar, even though the game wasn't as close. You think about uh, Russell Wilson, his first couple of years, how on fire he was. Like the Chiefs are going to do that. You know, they're unbeatable. They can't lose. It's just a reminder of everybody can lose. Um, yeah. It'll be yep. interesting to see what happens to them next year. Yeah. Plus, by the way, uh, whenever they panned to Russell Wilson with Goodell in the uh, press box, he did not look happy to be there. Yeah, he didn't. And he didn't have his, I mean, he had his mask on. So it's like, I, I think you texted, you're like, Wilson looks bummed. Yeah. Like, how can we tell that from his eye? Like he uh, was, uh, yeah, he I mean, was like, disappointed. Oh, uh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rob first takeaways from the game. I think, uh, to expand on what Joey was saying that, you know, everybody is talking about Tom Brady and being the goat and Gronk scoring twice. And, you know, I shouldn't have betted against that defense. My whole, my whole philosophy and reasoning for picking the chiefs to win, because it's felt like Andy Reid's been here before. He's got a great coaching staff, amazing offense, even though, Going in, I knew with Fisher being out and them having to reshuffle the deck on the O-line, you know, that's a that's kind of a weird variable. Not really sure what's going to happen, but we saw what happened. The Tampa defense pretty much won that game. Yeah. Shaq Barrett, again, JPP, living in the backfield. Sue, pressure up the middle. I mean, those corners, you know, Kelsey was getting, you know, he's looked like a jungle gym out there. Every time he got the ball, kids were just jumping all over him. It was it was a dominating defensive effort. And yeah, I'm all credit to to Brady and the offense, but the the game plan 
offensively, Byron Lefwich, um, great job. I agree with Joey. Hats off to Todd Bowles and those guys on defense. They they played probably one of the best defensive games, you know, as far as stopping an elite, like one of the top three best teams in the league. It was just, you know, those first couple of series for both sides, it was like, okay, you know, it's it's like a it's like a heavyweight match. You know, everybody's kind of getting their punches in, kind of feeling the other opponent out. You know, it was a little boring at first. But then it became abundantly clear that what was going to happen for the rest of that game. Yeah. You know? And, you know, offensively, it, it sounds cliche to say this, but Tampa did the three things you need to do. They ran the ball, mm-hmm. Ronald Jones, and especially Fournette. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't give Fournette the ball on that goal line stand. I think he could have, he's a more athletic runner. Jones, obviously, has got a little bit more power, but, but, and he, he, he could have, you know, Fournette's a big dude. He could even take it, take it in off that tackle or jumped over and gotten that touchdown. I don't know why they didn't give it to him. That would have, I think that when he, when they kept Jones in the game, I was like, he's been on the field too long. You need, you need fresh legs in there, but, Offensively, they ran the ball. They controlled it. They gobbled up time on the clock. Uh, obviously, you know, Gronk was, <laughs> was getting open. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, they, you know, and, and defensively, they, you know, they controlled the game. And it's just like, it was pretty much textbook. Mm-hmm. Made, you know, second half made for kind of a boring game. If you're a KC fan or just an overall, you know, if you're a Bucks fan, you loved it. But God, I mean, like you said, nobody would have, yeah, thought that KC would have gotten out there without scoring a touchdown. That was just—I couldn't believe it. I still can't. Does uh, where where did where did Devin White play? I'm not blanking on where LSU. He, that's what. Okay. Oh, half the t- half the teams was made up LSU players. Matthew, him, dude, Devin White. Uh, my God, Edward Delaire, he was Dale Williams. Yeah, I mean, to be as big and as strong as he is, oh, and as fast as he is, there was a play where he ran. It was a somebody broke off a run and he ran him down from behind. To me, that was the biggest thing that most teams don't have to stop Kelsey and why by the third quarter, Kelsey looked like he was exhausted because yeah. he was fighting through yeah. one or two guys every single they play. They weren't giving up the middle of the field. And, 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 and I mean, you look at that and the difference of, of uh, the week before with Buffalo where Kelsey just, we, we talked about it mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. He just feasted out there. Nobody was around him. And it was as if, Bulls and and Arians and the whole Tampa staff said, "Okay, well this is a this is a pretty good plan." One other thing I wanted to say about the defense is they, I think the staff, I think they only blitzed. It was either four or five times. Yeah, they didn't have to blitz they a lot. Barely blitzed at all. So which means they had. It's like the four guys up front were just getting after it. Absolutely, the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which if you're doing that and you're keeping two safeties back all the time, there was there was nothing downfield yeah. for Mahomes, and that's usually where, you know, if he's not hitting Kelsey underneath. He's going deep and it just, it just wasn't there. And I think everybody, including me, kept saying, all right, he'll get it. He'll get it going. We had never seen, even in their loss to the Raiders this year, it was still a shootout. We'd never seen Mahomes truly not be able to get the ball in the end zone. I still can't believe they didn't yeah. score. Yeah. And, and all praise should go to the Tampa O-line. I mean, you know, if you've watched Brady over the years, to beat him is you have to get his timing off. Because he's, you know, he's... He, he's a three-step, two-step drop guy. He gets the ball out quick. You don't see him run out of the pocket a lot. He's not a real athletic quarterback. Man, he had all day. Yeah. He was, you know, I don't think he got, I know he didn't get sacked, but I don't know if there was any any knockdowns or I don't think they got close to him. So the O-line, 
I mean, the, the game plan on both sides, Todd Bowles and Brian, Byron Life, which, I mean, they, you know, they, they did a great job. And, and the, it was just, again, I, I'm, I'm still pinching myself. I cannot believe KC, with all that talent, did not score a single touchdown. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rob, uh, you were talking about Tyron Matthew earlier. Uh, like, what do you make about his claims that uh, Brady said something to him? Well, he deleted um, on the field. it. Well, yeah, he, no. He walked it back. I don't think he did. I think, you know, Matthew's always been a hothead. He was he was just like that in college. He's a great player, but he's super emotional. Right. You know. And then once he found out uh, Brady was mic'd up the whole game. Yeah. Once he found out Brady had a mic on him, he was like, oh, you know, he walked it back or deleted the, the tweet or whatever. Yeah, he's, you know, he's one of those guys, I think the longer he's been in the league, he's just gotten... He's gotten worse at that. Mm-hmm. He's become super mouthy. You know, I, I don't know. I can't remember how long he's been in Kansas City. Like how many years? He definitely played last year. Back yeah, I think maybe two, two, two or three two or at three the most. Yeah. He hadn't been very long. But, you know, even when he was in Phoenix, you know, he was, he's just, you know, he's one of those guys who's just constantly jabbing and jabbering and getting in people's face. He's real fiery, which, you know, there's a plus side to that kind of game. But um, yeah, he just... He, uh, I think he, you know, he's a veteran. He's been in the league a long time, but I think he learned a very rookie-esque <laughs> lesson. Right, yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> On Sundays. So. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he'll, uh, moving forward, he'll adjust his attitude accordingly. Yeah. Uh, Joey, so like, what do you say to all the Kansas City fans who are complaining about the amount of penalties in the first half? I give them the double middle finger. Yeah. Because, I, 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 because I think, like that seemed like a trend on social media being like, oh yes. man, oh, oh, do, you like, uh, yes. do you like Brady's getting all the calls again? Yeah. Blah, 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 all this stuff. So yeah, yeah. Me, like, what's your take on all those uh, penalties against the uh, Chiefs? I think there were a few there there were a few in the first half that I thought could have gone either way or were you know maybe a bit questionable like uh I think the meme one of you guys sent it to me it's the meme of uh the Super Bowl from last year with all these no calls oh yeah of, of them just mauling the the 49ers kind, kind of summed it up for me that didn't change the game at all no. fortunately it was enough of a, a of a ass kicking that other than it being frustrating and being like uh, I mean you can't you can't say anything like that. The rest didn't do anything to, to not protect Mahomes or um, so, and they did make a couple calls. I felt like in the second half, there was one defensive holding call that I thought was a little, that was pretty rough. And I, I think what another one that you're talking about and on that drive, which they scored on, I think they had two third down conversions uh, and then they were punting. There was a fourth and five. Yeah. And the guy, uh, and he lined up off, uh, offside, which he, which he did line up offside. Did, yeah. They named Pretty the cool. wrong number. So mm-hmm. I think people got fired up, but it was the, um, or was it a punt or was it a field goal that they were trying? No, it was a punt. It was a punt. It was, a punt. it was right that last drive yeah. before the end of the half. And they um, but that's interesting that you bring that up because I was listening to an, a podcast yesterday and they were talking about uh, this, this mentality. And you'll, you'll hear people say, you don't, you you can't make a call. You can't make a call like that in a game like that, you know, or in a moment that big, you can't make a call like that. And the the podcaster's point was pretty interesting. Is like, if a rule's a rule, technically it shouldn't matter the, the situation. You know, if it's a yeah. hold, it's a hold. If it's PI, it's PI. Yeah, it's, this isn't the NBA. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't exactly. have a fluid, uh, exactly. fluid use of the uh, If you want to talk about, you know, changing a rule or PI is dumb. It shouldn't be spot of foul, whatever. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting discussion to have, but mm-hmm. you know, the, the rules are, are, are the rules and they're interpreted in split second decisions. They have to make decisions and they have to flag and they have to call it. So 
I don't, I think it's a bad look for cheese fans who I don't, I don't, I don't, it's nice to see them hurting again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, to, 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 to bitch about the, the refereeing that much and, and uh, the officiating and to insinuate that it would have made any difference either way is. And look, Kansas city play, you could tell early on there, at least in the backfield there, I think they blitzed both safeties on a couple of plays. Romo pointed that out on one that I, I remember seeing that they play, you know, it looked like from the very onset, they were going to play a, a very aggressive, again, to probably try to jam those routes and throw, you know, throw Brady's timing off. So yeah. it, it became pretty obvious to me. It's like, oh, they're going to play just like they did last year against San Francisco. Let's, you know, that could benefit them or the refs or Brady could tear them apart. And they rolled the dice and lost, you know, they played a pretty aggressive game and, and it, and it bit them in the ass. So, you know, them's the breaks kid. And plus I don't think all these chiefs fans uh, are saying anything about all their wide outs, like dropping passes the entire game. It seems mm-hmm. like, so it's just like, you know, like trying Kelsey to had a couple of big ones. Yeah. So, I mean like trying to blame like the game on penalties when your own receiving core can't, you know, make a catch that seems kind of, you know, Bush league. And then they came out in the second half. They got the ball first, right? Yeah. And then they just started running the ball. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. Like you've got 30 minutes of ball to play. And, and granted they, they were having, they were getting some chunks. I mean, finally Edwards Lair was getting, getting some, some decent, you know, looks and getting, you know, some, some yards, but it was like, they just kept running the ball. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like you're Kansas city. You live and die by the freaking pass. Like, you know, it, it was just a weird, like when they came back in that second half, it, it didn't feel like there was a lot of urgency. I, I had to question some of Reed's, you know, in-game coaching at that point. It just seemed like, man, they're not really, what are they doing here? Like, well, they, they didn't, need to they, go at them. Yeah, yeah. They, they didn't make, uh, they just weren't making, they weren't making adjustments. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was, uh, it was almost as if they were so stubborn about what they do, which to be fair to them, it's led to a hell of a lot of wins over the past few years. They're like, no, this is what we do. We don't change it. I wanted to see what you guys, I, th- I thought of this last night. Do you think, and I know it's been mentioned a few times, but do you think the situation with Andy Reid's son, that's do you, what, do you think that, I mean, it's impossible as, as a father, I can say that it's an, it would be impossible to not have that weigh on you emotionally. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that coming, especially so soon, I think it was a couple days before the game. It was like Thursday, I think. Yeah. Do you think that, how much do you think that weighed on Reed? And uh, do you think it affected him, uh, you know, to the point that maybe he wasn't quite 100% or wasn't quite himself? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because that was going to be my next question to you guys. But yeah, I guess we'll talk about it now. It's just like, you know, that is like the worst fear that you have of, well, I mean, like on both sides. You know, I mean, you're like your son, what, like driving drunk, right? Or I mean, he had drinks yeah, in he had, him. He admitted yeah. to being drink, have drinking before the, after yeah. the crash. Oh yeah, drinking and then, you know, like running into this car and, you know, and like, I think like one of the children is still in critical condition yeah. in the hospital or something like that. So yeah, I mean, like to have that happen to, to your own son, but then him affecting another family and just like knowing how much of a good dude Andy Reid is, dude, like that has to weigh on him. You know, like I don't see how that can't. And dude, like, I mean, like they didn't even talk about it during the broadcast, mm-hmm. did they? Like during the no, Super Bowl. I don't, I don't yeah, think Yeah, like they not made- at all. So, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know what y'all's views on, you know, like, you know, like if they should have addressed that situation or not, you know, but it's just like, I mean, yeah, like that, that has to weigh on uh, Andy Reid, just knowing he's such a good dude and for that to happen to his son and then that affecting another family when, when what, like those children are what, five and 
two or three. Yeah. Something, something like that. Yeah, dude. It's just, it's just, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know how you can't have that not affect you. So Rob, what do you think? I mean, I'm sure it did to a certain extent, but you've got a whole coaching staff. You know, there, there's, again, you're, you're making decisions and, and changing your mind and doing things. And I'm sure some of that, you know, emotional weight that's in the background is affecting you. But if you're a professional and Andy's been doing this a long time and he's surrounded by guys that have been doing it for a while. Yeah. I, I would say a percentage of that probably, you know, was distracting in the back of his mind, but you know, this is the biggest game of the year. I think at some point you got to log off from that for a couple hours and just do yeah. your job because there's really nothing you can do about it. N- not to sound like a, an asshole about it. And I don't think he, wasn't not thinking about it. I don't think there maybe wasn't some, you know, influence in the background, but I have to think with everybody out in that staff, as professional as they are and the experience and, you know, they know what's going through. It's like, okay, it's time to game. We'll deal with this with afterwards. So I, I don't know. I'm sure it was weighing on him a little bit, but I mean, if it were me, you know, I'm not a unfeeling robot, but like if I was coaching a you know, the big game, (laughs) I'd be like, all right, there's nothing I can do about this right now. Yeah. I've got to focus on winning this game and going to Disneyland. So, um, yeah, I don't know, but that's a tough one to answer. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's definitely a question that like you like obviously can't speculate on without just being like Andrew Reed himself and just carrying Mm -hmm. it straight from the source. Cause yeah, like that is the worst fear. Yeah, like of, you know, yeah, because like Joey texted us just saying, yeah, like it's the worst, I mean, like the worst fear of like your children getting hurt in a car accident. And then dude, like I can't imagine like my children growing up one day and then them causing the accident too. They just, yeah, I just don't want to really think about that. That's just, yeah. It's just Did yeah. they do the losing team locker room talk afterwards? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't stick around because normally I like to watch that, not because I get some kind of pleasure out of it, but- <laughs> no, no, it's interesting to hear. I, I always like to watch- both speeches, you know, they did the speech, but, I, but this year was like, man, I don't, I don't know if I can, I don't have any issues with Kansas city, but I just, I just wasn't in the mindset this year where I could watch, you know, cause it's always like foggy in there, yeah. you know, and it just looks <laughs> right. sad. I flipped just, it to ESPN and, uh, they did, they had Reed on there. They didn't show, they showed a handful of questions and, and the, he kind of made an opening statement about- They didn't show Jackson Mahomes doing this, like a this, TikTok <laughs> dance in the corner. Dude, Rob, that- his, his, wife, his wife chewing out Brady on social media. Facebook, uh, like your marks safe from Jackson Mahomes TikTok. Oh, oh my that, gosh. The game was great. That made me laugh really hard. Sorry, yeah, Joey, I, continue. I, 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 if, 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 if one good thing, and we talked about this before, if one good thing came out of the Chiefs losing is if we don't have to fucking deal with that. <laughs> that- kid in his mouth. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, but his, his mother, we saw the, yeah. And it was after the game too, right? She tweeted that after the game. I think so. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. She pulled a Giselle, man. It's not, yeah, this was a, uh, not a smart thing. This was a, uh, for the Mahomes clan, pretty humbling grounding experience for them. Absolutely. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back from it. And, and, and truthfully, makes me sound like such an old man football fan, but it's true. It just shows you number one, how freaking hard it is to repeat. It doesn't matter how good you are, how many things need to go your way. And number two, we're going to watch how, whether it's this year, I think it's really going to happen season after this one, um, where the chiefs are going to start losing players because you just can't, especially when you start getting these monster contracts, you just can't keep these pieces together. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it's it's tough to do. So it's probably good news for especially my Broncos in the AFC West. Um, but I, I did want to say, and I want to get your guys' take on this, just as a whole, like, you know, we talk about how much we love football and uh, how sad we are that it's over. But we all have our own feelings about Goodell. There's some things he does that I like, some things I, I, I dislike. But as a whole, it's, it's pretty incredible that the NFL pulled the season off. And I have to say, not that Roger Goodell will ever hear this because he doesn't send us email. <laughs> Actually, Roger, if you could email us and Come on, l- let us know that you're listening. Roger.Goodell maybe, uh, at NFL.com. Yeah, we'll one day. Yeah, there we go. Um, the fact that this season happened, uh, I mean, it, it didn't look great back in May, even June, hell, even July. Yeah. Um, and I remember us all talking about like, <laughs> what are we going to do? You know, if, there, <laughs> right. if there's no NFL season, what are we going to do? And the NFL took it seriously. Did they make mistakes? Of course they did. They dealt with it the best they could. And now hearing about the the fact that Goodell's basically opening up all the NFL stadiums for mass vaccination sites. Like, yeah, it's awesome. It's really awesome. And I think that it is, it's just awesome that this season happened. And I, I know we've talked about it and, and, and joked about it before, but I'm also serious that like this season for me personally and for has like really helped me get through, especially the back half of the year. Yeah. As we weren't working, as things were looking bleak, mm-hmm. you know, it was just having a, being able to watch football and talk about football and for three hours a day, well, let's be honest for us, 15 hours a day, <laughs> um, kind of to be able to, I don't know if escape is the right word, but maybe to have a bit of a distraction and, and, and something to talk about on this podcast and everything. So I, I feel really, really grateful and thankful that, uh, that this season happened and I missed so much being able to actually go. I meet my brothers every year. We go to a Broncos game in Denver. I missed it so much this year, but I'm so hopeful for next year and just for better days ahead. So again, he's not going to hear this, but I got, I got to take my hat off to, to Roger Goodell and to the entire NFL. I mean, that was a, they made it happen. There were some crazy times, the Titans outbreak, them yeah. making the Broncos play with no quarterbacks. Yeah, but it happened. Yeah, because like, I think that's the one thing that I think could have been held, or I mean, handled differently was the whole like, oh, Broncos, yeah, guess what? You have to play without a quarterback. Just get, you know, like whoever they got. I mean, I, it just escapes me at the time. I mean, like obviously Joe, you'll know. Kendall Hinton. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Kendall Hinton. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like obviously like in the whole scheme of the coronavirus world, like, you know, like even in, the politics or whatever else. Yeah. There has been mass inconsistencies that, you know, how things are handled, you know, like outside of football, which kind of translate into the football world, but obviously, you know, people are doing the best that they can with the information that we have at that particular moment. But for the most part, yeah, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that the season, you know, happened fully that there wasn't like a massive, you know, league shut down like for two or three weeks, you know, just to get some stuff, you know, like under control and, yeah, I mean, like minus the whole Broncos fiasco and then, well, then like the NFL, like obviously showing favoritism toward, you know, I mean, like Lamar Jackson and like those big name quarterbacks that they obviously want to show on TV, you know, like besides all that stuff. Yeah, I'm just surprised the season happened and I think we're all kind of grateful for it just to give us a, yeah, just like you said, like an escape from the, from the real world. So per- personally for me, it was like, this football and then football. I know that you guys make fun of me all the time for watching actual, you know, like European soccer, but you know, like do like between all that stuff, you know, like there was sports on every single day for me and that kind of got me through. So now it's just a singular football until uh, May. And it started with the draft. I mean, yeah. 
when the draft happened the end of April, so we, I think everything shut down on March 12th or 13th. Old Raj just like in his own dungeon and yeah. like the second night. Just getting, getting hammered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I remember watching that in our basement and- uh, Without a futon. Without, with no futon. And Bryn, I think she brought me down a sandwich or something because <laughs> she, she didn't want- she was That like, sounds terrible. <laughs> but I was so, that was the only sport. That's the first sporting thing that had happened in, event, happened in six yeah. or seven weeks. That's true. And it was, so, I mean, I love watching the draft anyway, but it was like, this is happening. And even the, the uh, you know, virtual thing with people finding out with their families, I, I still think that was kind of cool. I'd, yeah. be, I'd be fine if they did it. They may do that again this year. Um, but yeah, we've come a long way since then. And I can't believe they didn't have to, they didn't have to go to an extra week. They didn't have to cancel. You mm-hmm. know, they shifted things around a lot. And Tuesday night football? Did Wednesday let's night? Bring, let's bring it back. Point. Yeah, have no, no yeah. problem with that whatsoever. Yeah, yeah dude. Rob? Yeah, there was an NFL game on every day of the week. I think the first time in history. Um, I don't know. I was actually going to pose the question at the end. What did we learn this season? And that this kind of folds into what Joey started talking about. I'm pretty amazed. I wouldn't say amazed the the season happened because I think with a, you have a entity that is, you know, with infinite resources and money, like the NFL does, you know, this was a existential threat to their very existence. So they had to, they had to mobilize and, and, you know, everything from testing to, you know, rules and changes and protocol and all that stuff. I thought they did a really good job. It was a little shaky at first, obviously trying to get these teams on board, you know, with the whole Titans thing and people really kind of taking it seriously. It seemed like training camp was going fairly smoothly. And then we got about a quarter into the season. It was just like, fuck, here we go. (laughs) You know, cause I felt I had that for a couple of days. I had that, Hit in the you know in the in the bottom of my in my stomach going like man is this we even gonna get through a season oh yeah it's like oh wait those aren't high school players at at Montgomery Bell for the Titans like yeah. what are those what are those huge guys yeah the high schoolers <laughs> out there doing but you know hats off to the NFL and Goodell they they definitely really mobilized and as far as the COVID response and and you know yeah there were a few hiccups and and probably a few missteps along the way. And the other thing I want to kind of highlight is, is in, in wake of the whole George Floyd and the, and the racial, the racial and social upheaval and how they, you know, how the NBA responded to it and how the NFL, you know, I thought they did a really, you know, whether they're performative or not, I thought they did a good job of kind of recognizing that and, and making it realize, you know, most of the players in the league are black. We do have problems in this country socially with with racism, and they address that, I think, in certain ways. But yet, at the same time, Colin Kaepernick still is not playing for a football team. Now, he may not want to play at this point, and if he doesn't, I can't say that I blame him. But, yeah. but you have a lot of teams, as we well know, we can probably talk about this next week because I have a feeling this story is going to get... <laughs> Many of these stories are going to get more interesting as the, as the weeks go on with, you know, Deshaun Watson and where's Wentz going to go and just some of the crazy, you know, trade stuff. Because as I think as we're all learning now is these contracts are, you know, depending on what side of the seesaw you sit on. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're pretty, you know, everything is negotiable, uh, even though it's been inked. Uh, I, I would, I'd like to see them do more. I, I don't, again, going back to, 
to Kaepernick. I, he may not even want to play, but there's still work to be done. There's still, you know, there's still some, even, even outside of the league with the people that watch the game as people got to understand. It's like, these, these are people, you know, we're not, this is not, you know, this is a game to enjoy, but, but ultimately people are playing this game and everyone's rights, you know, need to be, you know, understood. And, and, and just, if somebody wants to, you know, step out and, and, and make a statement about something, it's okay. If you don't agree with it, just then don't watch the game. You know, mm-hmm. if, you, if that's, because that's part of the game. It's been part of the game for a long time, but it's always been, you know, kind of hushed under the rug. Yeah, Jackie mm-hmm. Robinson, you know, that was a long time ago. We're still dealing with that. Mm. Yeah. Yep. You know, so yeah, I think they made some good, I think they made some good uh, steps forward in that regard. Still think they got a lot of work to do, but yeah, hats off to the NFL and, and Goodell and, and getting the season off. Um, it was a good one. It definitely kept me from going insane. <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. I know sure. I needed Absolutely. it. I know I needed it. You know, marble racing wasn't going to get me through. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Rob, when does that start back? It's more of a well, spring like, sport. Of, I was going to do a little, I was going to do a little roundup next week. If you guys would give me a little five minute corner. No, no, it's kind of, it, it kind of comes and goes like they had the, they had the winter Olympics and now they're, I think they're, I think the rally season is over with. I, I actually honestly haven't watched it in a while, yeah. but it's, uh, but it's pretty entertaining, especially if you're up late night and you can't sleep, <laughs> you know, um, but you may, uh, you may have a substance or two in you. Might, might, yeah, might that's yeah. good though. <laughs> uh, but, uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of an ongoing thing. It's not like soccer, which I feel like or foosball, football, which is always being played. It feels like it's yeah. year round. It am, definitely am I, is. Am I wrong on that? Oh no. Well, yeah. I mean like league play you know, happens then for European teams. There's, you know, like the national teams playing against each other for some sort of, you know, like world cup qualifying. And then like, you have like the Euro tournament this summer with like all the European teams. And then like the MLS plays during the summer because their schedule is obviously all ass back, you know. Well, yeah. And they're, I mean like, isn't their regular season. That starts, I think. It's like March and then it ends in November. Yeah, for sure. Like it's almost, yeah. It's it's pretty much year round. Right. And then like European football starts like the same time as American football starts in the fall. So it gets kind of weird, but yeah, soccer's always going on no matter what, which is great. You know, like if you enjoy watching it, you know, like I would recommend watching more European soccer than MLS. Cause like MLS is very kind of boring ground based. It does really have a lot of pace or uh, power to it. I think I'm going to stick to hockey because they score a lot more. Well, if you uh, watch some <laughs> premier league games, yeah. there's been a lot of goals here recently, Rob. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so before we get into pod, damn it, just one quick last question. One answer, yes or no, because we don't have to, to debate this. Uh, Joey, is Tom Brady officially the greatest quarterback of all time? Absolutely, yes. Yes. Rob? Uh, I felt that way before this game, but yes. Yes, <laughs> I definitely yeah. feel that as yeah. well. Because yeah, like obviously six Super Bowls, that's amazing. But to go to a completely different team, and he said on the on the he's coming on, back. He said he's coming back. So yeah, so why, yeah. Why again. wouldn't he? I mean, oh, why yeah, not just keep going? Oh yeah, because what? Like he was asked, yeah, Tom. Like there's no blah blah blah. He was like, oh no, I'm coming back. <laughs> it's like great. Oh. So and Arians too. They were like, you know, because he's you know hinted at maybe retiring, and he's like, oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get another one. Right. <laughs> it's kind of refreshing to hear people just be, you know. It's like no, I'm gonna I'm take <laughs> a couple of weeks and talk to my family. They're like, no, nah, hell yeah, I'm back. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So Rob, our uh, Panthers and Saints, especially if Drew Brees is gonna retire. I think we might be in some trouble in the NFC South. I've already adjusted my emotional 
scale scale to that to to, yeah. uh, to account for what's about to happen probably in the next <laughs> two weeks. He, I think he's gone. I mean, you know, now what happens after that? I, 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 I feel. I feel blessed to have been able to have him on my team. And, for sure, yeah. And he was great to watch. Past couple of years, it's it's been a bit of a struggle for him, and I get it. Um, hope whatever he does next, you know, it's fulfilling and he gets to spend time with his family. But yeah, it's what's going to happen after that. They got a huge cap space issue to deal with. I think they're like 103 million over. And it's, Are you uh, serious? Yeah, it's going to be. Okay. It's going to be ugly, yes. Well, yeah, we'll there's, talk there's about no that. There's no Deshaun Watson to New Orleans <laughs> happening anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> that's not... That's not in the cards. Panthers, let's go. Let's get let's get him to Carowinds, please. All right, let's get him to pod, damn it. Um, Joey, would you like to go first? Yeah, I'll go first uh, in honor of the Super Bowl. And mine has to do with the halftime show. It's going to be quick. Uh, famous last words. Everybody has different opinions on what, oh, what was uh, the best halftime show ever. Did I take yours? No, but like this was a, probably a comment I was going to make after your pod, damn it, because okay. I probably feel as strong as you about this. Well, I, I, uh, number one, I thought the weekend show was awesome. Um, I think people didn't realize and they should have that. I think the biggest reason they had it where it was and, and they couldn't have crowds of people all around. So they had to kind of get creative with how to do it, but we get it. People, you liked Prince's performance. It was your favorite. (laughs) I get it, man. I get it. I liked you twos as well. I like Springs. I like Petty's like, it'd be so awesome to get to, to a point where people could just maybe just enjoy it for what it is. Or maybe yeah. even if you don't enjoy it, but you don't need to tweet, uh, this is the only halftime performance I ever care about. It's getting to the point where the people that are doing that are dangerously close to entering uh, sports ball territory, oh, you know, yeah. or the person that I only watch it for uh, the, the commercials and, and the halftime show. Equally as annoying as it was so great to finally watch a performance without girls shaking their ass the whole time. Like just kind of what you talked about last week, just watch it and enjoy it. Or if right. you don't enjoy it, make another drink, get it, get another snack. Was Prince's performance great? Absolutely. I loved you twos. Kyle loved Coldplay's. I enjoyed Coldplay's. I liked yeah. it more when Bruno Mars came out and kind of took it over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's another discussion, but yeah, pod damn it. Just, just watch it and enjoy it. If it wasn't your favorite, maybe you'll like next year's more. And plus we get it like Prince playing purple rain uh, in the rain. In the rain. In the rain. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's pretty much the most, I th- we get it in, in my mind. I'm probably at least in the modern era, the most iconic. Yeah. Performer. That's the one I always think of. Oh yeah, dude. Absolutely. And plus, I and mean, the, and the nip slip of JT and yeah. Jackson. Dude, like that was classic too. Oh, cool. I mean, and, 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 and people like, I promise you whenever these show designers and artists are, designing a Super Bowl halftime show, which which obviously goes months and months and months in advance of the actual Super Bowl. I promise you, like they're not wondering, oh man, like is little Timmy from Topeka, Kansas coming from a like highly Christian, you know, background? Oh man, like is he gonna enjoy this? I like I promise you, like they're not thinking about like little kids when it comes to the Super Bowl being like, oh, my kids couldn't watch that one. Like that's the probably the last thing. Yeah, Franklin mind. Graham and Focus on the Family did, <laughs> right. did not put together the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, totally. And then one last thing too is like I feel like since our feeds are mostly other musicians, like I hate it when people have to comment on something because they feel like, oh well, like I will. I mean, like I'm in the field of what's going on right now. Oh, people want to hear my opinion about it. I'm like, I I I promise you, I I that's I do totally out of phase. There's no way in that yeah. in that in that stadium he could have gotten 4K to drop. It's like just shut up, right? Yeah, <laughs> so and annoying. All know the, most of the tracks they're on 
it's a track. So yeah, we get it. Yeah, we get yep. it. The national anthem is pre-recorded. Just let's all. Yeah, we, we know now. Let's all move on. It's live TV. It. They're trying to. They're trying to alleviate any oopsies. We know. We know yep. that. Let's right. just move on. Right. And oh, and and one last, last, last thing <laughs> is uh, sorry. I mean, like I know we all get fired up about this because we are in the field, but we don't feel the need to tell people about it on social media all the time. But but the people who say always like, oh yeah, this is the worst halftime show. I, I mean, I've ever seen. Like I feel like half the comments every single year are like that. That just means you're not a fan of the artist to begin with. So you're uh, you're predisposed probably not to like it or to ever go to a weekend concert or yeah or Maroon Five. You know, when, you know, like whenever that happened or Coldplay or whoever else. But but yeah, Rob, do you want to go next? Pod, damn it. Yeah, I'm done. I be, promise. Um, Should we put Kroger on alert? Is Kroger about to go down again? <laughs> you know, this I, week? I, no, I, 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 Kroger's still on my on my shit list. <laughs> Although I was in the other day. Th- this almost made a pod, damn it. But something happened during the game that's gonna preclude it, but like I was, I hadn't bought tuna fish in a long time. Like I used to eat it all the time. Like it was kind of a staple in college and canned like, or uh, packets packets. Nice. Yeah. I was walk, I was perusing the, 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 the tuna section the other day. I, what a horrifying new combinations like barbecue and some kind of Thai chili. And like, I'm just like, no, no, <laughs> no. Like I'm sorry, like and I'm a pretty adventurous eater. I will eat pretty much anything once. I've, yeah, I've eaten a lot same. of really yeah. disgusting things in my life just to say I know what that tastes like now. Um, man, I just I don't get that at all. Like to me, tuna is not one of those flavor profiles that's really gonna mix well with barbecue. You know, so I. I uh, but my uh, my real pod damn it is food related or beverage related related in this case. Uh, the Oatly guy. The commercial, <laughs> yeah. How much money are we are we cashing out for a for a Super Bowl commercial? Uh, maybe it's. I it, mean, it's at least a million dollars for thirty I feel like seconds. It was like a million dollars a while, a, a couple of years for ago. Seconds, yeah. So it's probably uh, more now. I'm assuming since everyone's yeah. sitting at home, or maybe yeah. they gave him a discount because we're living in unprecedented times. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was over with. Yeah, well, <laughs> it is for me. Um, yeah, that that. I can't remember what the tweet was, but but there were several of them. They were pretty funny, but I'm just thinking like, if I, that's going to be my shot to shoot. Oh yeah. But at the same time, I, you know, I don't know if anybody saw the commercials, basically the CEO sitting in a field. Like of, a field, yeah. Of like, you know, cornflowers or something, playing some stupid song about his oat drink, his oat, his oat beverage. And I'm just like, part of me was like, okay, I get it in the sense that like, it is oat milk, so this is the oat milk equivalent to having a commercial during the Super Bowl. But at the same time, like if you really want to get people's attention, you should probably, or get people talking about your product, maybe do something that's a little bit more compelling, you know, not like having John Cena run over there and knock him over and chug a <laughs> box of oat milk. But, but I don't know, that just, that just seemed baffling to me. Like that was a really, you know, he probably, he has a, probably a, a board of people that sit around every day and tell him, you know, how great everything, every decision he's ever made or everything he's ever done, how awesome it is. Oh yeah, you're great. This, yeah, let's go with that. Like, yeah, man, I don't know. Good luck. I hope, I hope it yeah. boosted your sales, but that, I'm not a big oat milk fan anyway. I, I tend to use almond milk. Um, I also wouldn't think there's enough of an audience to generate the, the revenue to pay yeah. for that ad, but maybe that's, yeah. maybe there will be no. And, 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 and again, another, like buying an oat milk ad during the Super Bowl seemed kind of a risky market strategy, but you know, whatever. I, I just, 
it baffled me. So whoever that guy is, pod damn it, better luck next year. <laughs> that was just terrible. Yeah, because there's a part of me that thinks, well, I mean, you're like, it was so out there and so re- just ridiculous that, that like maybe people will see it in the uh, aisle at the grocery store and be like, yeah, fuck it, let's try it. You never know. That very, very that well may, may happen. Yeah, who knows? But, but, yeah, but yeah, I mean, like, but yeah, like the regular football fan is definitely not getting oat milk no. in the grocery store aisle. No. They're definitely getting whole milk. Yeah. There's no oat milk in nachos. <laughs> <laughs> There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in There's baseball. There's no oat milk at Applebee's. <laughs> Nance and Rand. All right, I'll make my pod damn it short. Uh, Joey, like, what was your last pod damn it uh, last week that inspired this one for this week? It was like technology, computers, something. Or was it Rob? My, I thought the, I thought I repeated mine. Wasn't I, I did I did the same one about people coming over to work on your house and telling you it was done. Oh, wrong. totally. Yeah. So Rob, like it must. Yeah. Oh gosh. I, yeah. I guess I can remember now. But um. I'll, okay. Mine is these days you can do everything on your phone, right? Like documents, whatever else. But the websites and companies that still make it mandatory for you to hop on a laptop to do something specifically. That, that just drives me nuts. Like, and I mean, dude, like I, so we refinance our house, you know, just to take advantage of rates or whatever. Dude, like I seriously signed everything on my phone for like mortgage stuff. But like, there's some shit like, oh no, like you can only access this feature on a desktop version of it. <laughs> to where I'm just like, no, like I need to do this now. You send me the email. Yeah. I have the email on my phone. So like all these companies, dude, like just make everything mobile that, I mean, yeah, like everything that, that you can do on a desktop, just transfer it to mobile. Yeah. Like, I just don't get why you have to do certain things on a desktop or an iPad because it's technically like a small iPad. So why not just do it on there? Yep. Yeah. That just drives me nuts. So there are certain things that I'm just like, oh fuck, I can't do that until I get home because I need to hop on my computer to do that when I can have just done that now, which I could borrow. Yeah. Like I could borrow like a massive amount of money for a mortgage and just sign for it on my phone, but I can't you know, be like, oh, here's my trash bill. Yeah. I have to do that on my desktop. <laughs> and <laughs> like, it always is. It always It's is. always like one Companies thing like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, just, just update shit. It's fine. But yeah, that's my short pod, damn it. But that wraps up this week's Super Bowl episode of One More Pass. You can follow us at One More Pass on Instagram, at One More Pass on Twitter. Our email is one more pass pod at gmail.com. I promise you this podcast is not going away because we need uh, therapy sessions with, uh, with each other. Uh, as long as this pandemic is still going on, but I think we all see a light at the end of the tunnel. Keep pushing. Rob, do you have anything to say to our past receivers? Um, not really. I'll just echo what I always say. I mean, wear a mask, get the jab in your arm if you can when it's time. Don't be an asshole. And don't eat barbecue flavored <laughs> packet tuna. It's disgusting. There's something wrong with you if you like that. Oh, hey, the new flavor of tuna is tea mint green. Oh God. Matcha <laughs> or something. Yeah. I just, <laughs> Joey, do you have anything to say to our past receivers? Rob's just everything that Rob right said. Now. Get the vaccine when you can wear a mask. Um, Deshaun Watson, please come to Denver. Please come to Carolina. I, I know we're, yeah, that'll be a good argument and debate to have in, in weeks to come, but uh, you guys know he's going to be a Patriot. Just uh, it's going to happen. Probably. Yeah. It's gonna happen. Cam Newton back to Carolina yeah. for the shot. <laughs> now I'm depressed since Rob said that I'm done. Uh, it's we'll talk about that next week. But that's I've been thinking about that for a while. He's probably gonna end up. Yeah, you think watch. so? Yeah. All right. Rob has a special report. He's calling it uh, Deshaun Watson to uh, the Patriots. But yeah, don't be an asshole. Wear a mask. The vaccine is safe, and we will see y'all next week. 
One more pass. <laughs> 